Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm so happy to be here with you today. I cannot wait for y'all to hear today's show. It is one of my favorites. But before we jump into today's conversation, I want to take a moment and tell you about one of our amazing partners, BetterHelp Online Therapy. Around here, we love to normalize going to therapy because it's normal. I mean, we're willing to go to a trainer or a doctor to support our physical health. We'll go to church and join a small group to grow our spiritual health. Why not go to counseling for our mental health? Even on today's episode, you're going to hear how important it is to both Bubba Watson and myself that we take care of our mental health. Going to therapy doesn't mean something's wrong with you. It means you're investing in and being a good friend into yourself to keep your mind healthy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Why invest in everything else and not your mind, my friends? This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy and our friends listening. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash that sounds fun. Today on the show, I get to talk with Bubba Watson. Bubba is a champion golfer, child prodigy, who became a two-time winner of the Masters Tournament. That's the one with the green jacket. An Olympic contender and eventually rose to be the number two golfer in the world, you guys, in the world. In his highly anticipated new book, Up and Down, Victories and Struggles in the Course of Life, he shares his story of achieving success on the golf course and how reaching a breaking point professionally and personally drew him closer to his family and to God. He's basically my new best friend, you guys. And I think you're going to love this conversation. Like, I I just, I think you're going to love it. I love this guy so much. So here's my chat with Bubba Watson. Hey, thanks for making time to do this, by the way. Yes, for sure. Thanks for having me. I'm so stoked. I think it's going to be really fun. I sent a lot of texts this morning to all my friends who I know are big golf people. And I I feel like I didn't realize that every man and some women in my life are your biggest fans. Is that what happens to you all the time now? Does everyone know? I mean, everybody knows, right? No. Bubba. But it's been so. uh it's been a ama- it's been an amazing journey, put it that way. It's pretty yes. cool to to hear some of the stories and people that that watch me and know me yeah it's just awesome um okay so we're gonna we're gonna start in a place that's gonna make both of our hearts very happy let's start with the georgia bulldogs yes i mean talk to me about what you're feeling right now so i know you know my wife played basketball with kirby smart's wife i read it in the um, book. she was a senior yes yeah. so mary beth was a freshman angie was a senior and so, um, but I didn't, you know, he's so much on defense and that defense looks so good right now. It's amazing. I feel like they are like heat seeking missiles. <laughs> exactly. I've never exactly. seen anything like it. I mean, again, you and I were at Georgia at the same time. And so we've watched a lot of Georgia football in our years. I've never seen a thing like this. Yeah, it's, this is impressive. This is probably what it felt like in 1980. Let's hope this, so. This, <laughs> Yes, that's exactly. what I'm. That's what I'm believing. Have you gotten to be the game day celebrity picker yet? Yeah, many years ago, um, I picked all ten right. <gasps> Bull, um, you got all ten. Yeah, so it was against Willie uh, Robinson, uh, yep. Duck Dynasty, and obviously he had to pick you. Uh, what was it? LSU, uh-huh. and I picked Georgia, and so that was the last one. So obviously, <gasps> I got it right. So it worked out good. Oh man, I saw a golf guy did it this weekend. I'm sorry, I don't know his name. I'm sure he's a pal. Yeah, Harris English. Yeah, yeah, and Harris- also a UGA guy, right? Yes, for sure. Yeah. And I loved watching him in his picking because he had it all written down. He knew exactly what he was going to say. He had done his research. I was like, my guy, I would do the same if Kirk Herbstreit called me. I would do the same. I just wing it. I, I write stuff down. Just make stuff up as I mean, we go. He was doing so. Did you see it on Saturday? Because he was doing like. Oh, yeah, I watched it. So on, uh, because of this city and because of this player, I was like, guy, you are ready. This is your moment. The best part is but he kept his head down because he was reading it. And, he was like, <laughs> and what I would say is, I was like, no. I loved it. Okay. Are yeah. you the guy who goes to the SEC championship? Do you go to the national championship if it happens? Um, well, the one time it did, I was there. So <laughs> so far, yeah. one for one. Yes. You know what was funny? The guy that I have a car dealership with here in uh, Pensacola, Milton, um, his son went to Wake Forest and graduated Alabama. Oh, wow. And so um, so he flew up there with me 
um, him and his wife and my wife. And so we watched. He was on one side. We were on the other side. Yeah. And then that pass that I think Tua did it uh, to beat us. Uh, man, that was heartbreaking. But <laughs> it was still a friendly ride home, even though we lost. I mean, I, that that first half versus that second half was like nothing I want to feel again. Yes. I didn't think he was smart enough to put in a different quarterback, but obviously he was. <laughs> right. How many years did you live in Athens? My education wasn't that great. So I went, I was there two and a half years. Yeah. I went to junior college first and then went there yeah. two and a half years. So that would be end of 99 and got out December of 01, I think. Yeah. Somewhere You're, um, in your book, Up and Down, you talk a lot about your education and how much you struggled. I mean, like with, with particularly with like reading and, and just kind of how school was not easy for you. If you went to school now, do you think there'd be more resources for you? Do you think they just didn't know? I'm going to say yes, because I've matured, but probably not. You know, <laughs> Georgia is a phenomenal school back then and now. And sure. so they had the resources. Um, no, but I'm talking about when you were in middle school and high school and your GPA, my friend. Yeah, but I know I'm trying to be polite. Um, <laughs> so, you know, truthfully, I think there's the resources and there was great teachers around me. Yeah. It was me that wasn't oh, really great, great. you know. <laughs> Don't tell me about that. Yeah, we'll just keep it to ourselves. Don't worry. That's just between yeah. us. That's just between us. It's just me and you on here. Well, perfect. you did a great job of writing about it in the book in a way that really elicited some sympathy for me. So you did. You wrote it really well. Because <laughs> I was like, listen, I I got into Georgia. I would I. I did not love school. I love being around people. So I would go to school, but I don't love school either. But I got in with like a real low three point one or something. But you. Your golf really helped you get into Georgia. <laughs> yeah, I, we don't need to throw out numbers, but, you know, I got two masters, I guess. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Okay. Okay. We're, there's so many things I want to ask you. First of all, I want people to grab up and down. It is such a fun read to get kind of the behind. I mean, there's a lot of heartache and pain and reality to it, too. But I think you tell you tell stories we wouldn't know any other way. And so thank you for doing that. That is it made for such an entertaining book, really. Oh, thank you. Okay, the Green Jackets. Let's talk about you've won the Masters twice. And what I, if I've understood the book correctly, you have to leave your green jacket at Augusta National? No, you get to leave it. At a, you don't. Oh, you get you to. Okay, tell, to. tell me. Help me understand. If I, if, you, if I give you a green jacket, it's an honor to have a green jacket. Yeah. If they tell me to leave, I'm going to leave it as long as they keep giving it to me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so is there like a Bubba Watson closet? Well, we call it a locker, but oh, yes. Sure. <laughs> Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> and you have two jackets in it. Do they give you one every time you win? No, you have. You just have one. Just one. Same but jacket. now, as you get older, they might have a a tailor in there that stretches it. You <laughs> know, before the champions dinner, they're like, well, "You want to try that on one time so we can make sure you look right." Yeah. Sure yes. <laughs> yeah. So you bring it home for a year, and then you take it back the following year, okay. and that's when they. Um, they lock it up then. But every yeah. time you set foot on property, they put it in your locker. So when you eat dinner there, when I go there for fun, yeah. you have to wear it to eat dinner and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. So I, one of the questions I thought about, one of the things I was pondering when I was reading your book, you know, when you win something big like that, and then you have to go again, and then you have to go again, and then you have to go again, what's the new expectation you have on yourself? How, how do you still, still go for it when you've already hit the big goal? Wow. Um, I've never, I've never, that's a great question. I've never heard it that way. Um, well, the hard part is kind of like the book, the anxiety, the stress, the different things that I've been through, the ups and downs, um, title of the book, um, is that's the hard part, right? Because you want to be on top again. Mm -hmm. You want everybody to love you. You want your ego and pride to be here. You want all these things, earthly things. And, and for me, that's where I started doubting myself and having issues and, and mental thoughts that aren't, that aren't right. And um, so you love the atmosphere. You love getting back there and you love being a part of that, that tournament uh, for life. You love having your kids there and your family there, but then the other side of it, the dark side of it is, is how do you prepare yourself to, to fail? And right. when I say fail, just not win, right? right? Just not win the Masters. And so, yeah, that's the, that's the, that's the question we're all trying to seek out, right? Is how do yeah. we how do we deal with failure? How do we deal with people not loving us or people not respecting us or not honoring us, however you want to word it, right? Yeah. And so 
that's the struggle I've been on. No matter what your job is, that's the struggle I've been on yeah. um, trying to figure that out. And if I, you knew that answer, I wish you would tell it to me so I could figure that out quicker. No, but, listen, um, here, here's what. If you and me and Angie were sitting at dinner, what I would tell you if it was just us is I would tell you that I, I've written books for a decade and I just hit New York Times for the first time in February. And my fear is what happens next? Because now that I've done the thing, you know, like, and so I was like, man, I really hope Bubba has has some wisdom for me of how we set new goals or how we kind of like what we call success after you've done the thing you've pointed to her for forever, because I'll have other books come out that may not do it. Right. And so, I, you know, listen, I, I took a chance on this because I wanted to share. I, I think that as men, I can only speak as a man. Yeah. And as men, we, we, we don't share enough. Yeah. And we need to have somebody in our life that we can share our, our downfalls with. And, and luckily, I have a, a great lady by my side for 17 years now, 20 years if you count our, our dating. And um, she's helped me tremendously. And I can share anything with her, but now I need to give it to the world and, and try yeah. to inspire. And my whole thing about this book is one person. If I can help one person, the book is well worth it. And so it's not about anything else. It's about if we can help one person, then mm-hmm. I did my job of sharing. So that's the way I look at it. And that's the same thing when it comes to uh, charity things, golf things, is I'm trying to figure out a way to inspire one person that week or that moment that we can um, we can impact in a positive way. Uh, in the book, you talk a lot about Teddy, your caddy, and you're so mm-hmm. honest about y'all's relationship and how he's been by you. And then I just saw on Instagram that y'all are you're done working together for the foreseeable future, right? Yeah. So Teddy, um, gosh, what a remarkable man. He's older than me, so I can call him a man. Sure. But um, <laughs> He's, I think he's, he's 48 now and um, I'm about to turn 43, but um, you know, we've been through so much together. And the reason why I hired him is because he goes to Bible study on tour. Uh, ben Crane is the one that, that pointed me in that direction and um, loved him. He led me for 15 years um, and, he, and he led me as a, as a husband. He led me as a friend, led me as a dad and, and as a Christian man of faith. And um, so there was a, there's a time period where you, you just can't, you can't really, I can't give him 10 more years, right? Sure. I, I don't, I can't, I can, but I don't know where I'll be in 10 years, right? Yeah. Um, if these books take off, maybe I'll write more books, but. Um, I think you and should. So, yeah, exactly. And so children's books are next, but. Um, <laughs> Do it. So um, I'll draw pictures. Mm-hmm. But anyway, my mind works that way. I got a lot of things up there. So with Teddy. You know, he's not sure what he wants to do, but coaching and inspiring other kids by coaching them and teaching them or, or to get on another bag and, and caddying. And so we were just at an impasse where we just weren't sure where we were both were going and where we're heading. And so our friendships are so good that, yeah, there's going to be charity things that me and him are going to do together. Uh, he's still going to loop every once in a while. I mean, there, there's so many things, but it's not like we're mad at each other and we, we split up. It, sure. This is just a, trying to figure out our future. Also, tell me what loop means. Sorry. So looping, that's why I threw it in. I said loop, a caddy again. And so that means loop. Oh. You put the loop over your shoulder and carry the bag. Got it. So that's just. I a- had you when you said bag. I was like, I he means a golf bag. Yeah. I know this. I can do that. Yeah, there we go. Um, will you tell me, for starters, let me tell you how much I love Ben Crane. We like our friends here in Nashville. And I think okay. so highly of him and his wife. Yeah, they're absolutely amazing people. And um, knowing him. He's so funny. Yes, and shooting the golf boys with him. I don't know if you know about the golf boys. Oh, I can sing the I whole thing to you. I'm embarrassed. So I figured if you don't know about Luke, you don't know <laughs> fair, fair. Uh, oh, oh, you know. So, um, so, yeah, so Ben is the one that, that led me in that direction and, and that took his arm and put it around me and, and led me to Bible study uh, and the golf course or at the, on the PJ Tour. Uh, and yeah. so, yeah, what an amazing family, what they do. Um, off yeah. the course. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about that PGA Bible study. I loved reading about that. Is that every every time there's a tournament, y'all have a night before? Yeah. So it just depends on what's going on. Like it might be Tuesday or Wednesday night. Um, and then now because of COVID and everything, some of the guys mm-hmm. couldn't come at first. So we um, we started doing basically like this, like a Zoom call or you know a meeting like this on the computer. And um, actually, I'm not going to be on the road for a little bit. I'll be at home for a little while. So we just we just ordered a new book. Um King's Cross, Timothy Keller. Ooh, uh, yeah. And so 12 golfers and then the guy that runs Bible study, Brad Payne, um, we're going to get together. We're going to read a chapter a week and then discuss it either Thursday or Friday. But we can all get together and still still have a, ha- have time together because we're all going through the same things, being, being golfers. Yeah. So we can discuss yeah. and, and hash out our issues and, and talk about them. <laughs> 
Have you read a lot of Timothy Keller yet? Yes, I'm getting into him. He, what a what a what a great man and great mind. He'll mess you up. You yeah. better. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually reading. Um, I'm reading a book called Awe right now. Um, uh huh. Gosh, Trip. I think his name is Trip. I'm gonna mess that all up. I trip all over that. But um, yeah. So that's well. how that's how my mind worked. Sorry. I'm here for it. Yeah, exactly. So um. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So I'm reading about all right now. I set up all of self, all of God. And so, uh, gosh, it's hitting home really. I think he read it about me or he wrote it about me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We will link to those books in the show notes so people can. So we'll find the actual book title. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about another one of our incredible partners, Liquid IV. I love getting outside, especially now that the weather's cooling off some, but cooler weather when we're not getting overheated and when we don't sweat as much can make it easier to miss the signs of dehydration. I just like to make sure to never have to worry about getting dehydrated, and that's why Liquid IV comes in so handy. Just one stick of Liquid IV in my water bottle hydrates faster and more efficiently than water alone. Not only that, but Liquid IV tastes great with flavors like watermelon, strawberry, and that lemon lime, y'all. I like to use it at the beginning of the day because it just helps me feel well-fueled for whatever's on the to-do list for the day. I think the acai berry is my very favorite flavor, but truthfully, my favorite Liquid IV is whichever one I'm drinking right this minute. Liquid IV hydrates you fast with five essential vitamins, more vitamin C than an orange, and as much potassium as a banana. And it's healthier than sugary sports drinks, no artificial flavors or preservatives, and less sugar than an apple. It's made with clean ingredients, so it's non-GMO, it's vegan, and free of gluten, dairy, and soy. So grab your favorite Liquid IV flavors nationwide at Walmart, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code that sounds fun at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you get better hydration today using the promo code that sounds fun at liquidiv.com. And now back to my conversation with Bubba Watson. I think it's really interesting when you combine, even going back to our question about like what happens when you've won the big thing, because there is something that happens when your faith and your work meet that allow your your labeling of success to change. Does that feel true? Well, I mean, yeah, it's always a blessing when things work out the way you kind of dream them, right? Um, Yeah. But you know, it's funny. It's 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 funny that I feel like I'm growing every day. I'm trying to get better. And now that I sit back and think about it, like in 12, I don't think I, I did the jacket justice. I didn't think I, I did it in the mm. right way. I didn't handle the platform in the right way. And I think at 14, I tried to do it different. I, I hid the jacket in, in 12 yeah. and I didn't take it out of my closet. I didn't let people see it. Yeah, you write about that beautifully. That It just right. came out like three times or something in the whole year. Right. And one was to wrap up my adopted son. But then yeah. but then in 14, I took it and I wanted I, it, it inspires kids. It's not really the trophy or the jacket. It's it's giving back, giving back to each school, yeah. um, some money here and there and then other things. So, yeah, I tried to do it. I tried to handle it different. And again, it's my ch- maturity level of what I've read and where I'm trying to go in my life. That's, you know, two years later, um, I handle a little bit differently. And hopefully it was it was better than the first time. But I think it's a real gift what you offer in in up and down and in what you're modeling. And you talk about this in the book about how not everybody's going to be as on social media as you are and not everybody's going. And and the more you're public, the more people see the good and the bad in your best days and your worst days. And so how, and that has happened for you. It's happened for me too, but what it models for people is growth and change. Right. Um, I've had some people, right. I've had some people on media um, at golf tournaments. I've had some people on social media call me out. And I apologize or or, it, it, or, I, or I thank them and say, that's right. You need to call me out because that's how I'm going to grow. That's how I'm going to get better. Mm, um, yeah. Not only my own team, my own wife, Teddy, uh, Looper, um, <laughs> not only them, but I needed I need like the outside people to, to call yeah. me out so I can improve. And I, you, you can yeah. take that really badly or you can take that and grow. And so I'm trying to learn to take that and grow and get better. It really hurts my feelings, though. You're doing it way better than me. When someone says, when someone calls me out, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a tenderoni about it. You, you handle it so much better than me. Well, I, I haven't always. Over the last week, I've gotten better, but not years ago. <laughs> it's really, that's really good. <laughs> Man, when your book comes out, you're gonna, the, you're gonna have the benefit of everyone telling you how awesome you are when the book comes out. So maybe that'll balance out some of the history of it. 
Exactly, for sure. Will you talk about your kids for a minute, about adopting them? One of my favorite stories in the book is about Caleb's name. Will you Will you share mm. that story? Gosh, I'm going to cry, so don't make fun of me. But um, I, w- I would never. You're very yeah, welcome to cry you. here. Thank you. Gosh, this lady, you know, ha- has a couple kids, and some some de- some unfortunate things in her life have happened, and um, some crazy things in her life, not not out, you know out of her control for sure. Great lady, she's younger than me, but a great lady, and um, and we were having we were having lunch, and she said, um, "Are y'all going to change the name?" And I said, you know, and I stopped Angie and I said, "No." Me and Angie have already talked about it, and Caleb is an amazing story in the Bible. We actually, this Sunday, we went over it in church. But, um, oh. and so I said, no, out of honor for her, you, we would never change that name because of the blessing mm-hmm. that she's given us. And so we did change the middle name because my wife, yeah. she didn't like, um, I, I, this sounds bad, but she didn't like Lee because she knew yeah. that the General Lee, that uh, the Dukes of Hazard car, she was like, no, we're not calling Lee. They'll think you named him after the car you own. Right, exactly. So, so I, um, so we changed it to James, and she always had this mm-hmm. dream that we're going to call him uh, CJ, and but yeah. that never worked out. It's just Caleb. And now, when you yeah. listen to my daughter now, our other adopted child, she's six now. But every time we we turn on the car, it's it's Caleb. But she, that's how. Oh, she, sure. I, that's how she says his name. So she's like, look, they say your name every day. So she oh, doesn't. Oh my god. Yeah. She's like Caleb. Hey, Caleb. And so she, <laughs> that's what she hears. So oh, fun. that is so sweet. Yeah, and, the, and I, I love the idea of, I mean, you know, one of the things the Bible says about Caleb is that he loved God wholeheartedly. Mm. Yeah. So when you're raising a Caleb, how do you, I've just always wondered this. How do you, how do you point those scriptures to the kid and go like, Hey, this is you living up to your name, man. Like, how do you, how do you share that with him? It's, it's, it's quite amazing. Um, I mean, I got stories for days and I got hours to talk, but um, I, I was in Mexico and, you know, we, we, my plane, I've been very blessed. So I travel differently. And so my plane yeah. messed up and um, Rory, Rory McElroy gave me a lift back to Florida, um, South Florida. And um, so I hopped on his plane and went home with him. Uh-huh. And I said, man, it's my, my son's birthday tomorrow. Is there any way I can hop on with you? And he's like, I'm going to South Florida. I was like, I don't care, just anywhere. And so I'm going Right, there. get me in the state and I'll get there. <laughs> in the state, I can figure out a way from Florida, I can get home since I live in Florida. Right. And so, you know, we started talking and then my wife's like, oh man, it's his birthday tomorrow. Are you going to be able to get home? And I said, I'm trying. And, um, and that night, for some reason, Caleb, I'm going to cry again, uh, but Caleb, for some reason, they started talking about adoption. And we've always talked about mm-hmm. adoption, about how God has adopted us and, and all these things. And he asked about another child on tour that happens to be, um, you know, he's a black child that's been adopted with a white family. So yeah. he, he can see, he's like, that's not normal. Something's different right. there. So right. He asked, and that night that I wasn't there, luckily I wasn't there because I would have cried all night. But that night that I was trying to get home, um, man, he, Angie was explaining to him about what adoption means that, you know, you were born in another womb, but the womb was God's plan. And, and now you're our child and all these yeah. things. And so, you know, we, we talk about that, but his tender heart, I mean, he hugged her tighter and tighter. Um, so he knew, he knew what she was saying, but realized yeah. what she meant. And um, so he's such a tender heart. He knows, he knows. And I think he's read the story so much in church and he yeah. hears his name. He knows about the stories, about how great Caleb was. So he's such a tender heart. He's different than my six-year-old. My six-year-old's wild. But <laughs> Caleb, Caleb is all about love. He's probably going to cry more than me when he grows up, I, maybe. And, um, and so he, he's already a tender heart. Like he's built just like Caleb in the Bible. It's pretty amazing, remarkable to think about um, all the things that he's dealt with himself in his own head because of knowing where he's come from and where he is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he, he's already doing it. He's teaching me more than I'm teaching him for sure. And Dakota is, so how old's Caleb now? He's nine. He's nine and Dakota's six. Dakota's six, yeah. And will you tell, tell the story that about when you found out that y'all were going to be adopting, like how early it was in y'all's dating relationship? I love this part. Oh, yeah. Um, gosh, you know, I, we all have, we, as you know, we, me and Angie have different days of what's our first date. 
Yes, so, yes, yes. <laughs> so that's like, yeah, I think that's every couple. Every couple has. I was about to say that's everybody in college for sure. <laughs> right. And so, so she was she was rehabbing. She came back to Georgia to graduate. She was rehabbing her knee from an ACL tear in the WNBA, and so I was there finishing up my my schooling, and so that's when we met. I love playing basketball, and so that's when we met. And so one of our first dates, I say her first. We were sitting in the car at her apartment and we were just talking and we were we were already passed. I'm about to turn pro. She's already a pro. And so there's no reason for puppy love anymore. Right. It's not like right. this high school love. I mean, this is either we're going to be together because we wanted to be together or we're not like this. Why, why joke around anymore with everything yeah. that we want to do in our lives? And so she said, hey, I just got to be real with you that I can't have kids. And, the, and without even blinking, without even thinking about it. And my faith in, in, in Christ was so small at that, that time. Mm-hmm. I said, man, if, if God wants us to have a family, we'll have a family. And yeah. so, man, I'm going to cry three times. This sucks. So, <laughs> so I'm having a great time. So right, glad you are, at least somebody. Is. So, um, so, yeah, so she just looked at me and she was like, she said, what? And I said, yeah, God will provide a family for us if we want a family. And she was like, huh. She's like, this guy's nuts, but I actually like him. Yeah. So it worked yeah. out. 20 years later, here we are. That's amazing. And the kids are adorable. I mean, my goodness, Bubba. It's it's God, it's God's plan. Because if you he, luckily they don't have my blood, because they'd be crazy. But um, <laughs> you know, and they don't have my looks. And so, but it's it's wild to think about like Dakota looks like me, her hair colors, her actions, her things. Caleb looks like Angie. And his uh-huh. he has a lot of similarities of me that he's learned from me, traits. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's crazy how much they start kind of looking and acting and doing everything like us. It's wild. It's yeah. special. It, it's all- uh, the picture I saw of them that you put up at uh, Bubba's Sweet Shop, Sweet Spot, um, I was like, they do look like a fam- Like you, you physically look like a family. Yes, for sure. It's wild. I was like, that is an interesting move on God's part, uh, just to kind of make that part of the nature and the nurture of the whole thing. You talk a lot in the book about your prayer life, and we love talking mm. about prayer around here. You talk about, especially that day where you were on your knees and you prayed. Mm. Will you kind of talk to me a little bit about your prayer life? Do you get on your knees a lot? Do you do you pray every day? Like, what's it look like to pray? So I'm gonna I'm gonna give y'all some insight. I've only told one other person or one other media outlet this. Okay. Well, uh, I'm a media outlet. I'll take it. <laughs> Yeah, so nobody, but it hasn't come out yet. So if yours comes out first, you're winning. So I literally, every morning, my kids know I have to take two showers a day. I've got issues, all right? So (laughs) in the morning, I get up, I take my shower. And then if the hairdryer's on, that means daddy's reading. So I will literally put my hairdryer down on the ground, lean it up against the the cabinet drawer, whatever you call it. Uh And it it blows on my feet. And that, but that drowns out the... The voice is in my head. And yeah. so that, and then I can look at my phone and read on my phone. I'll read the all book or I'll read the Bible scriptures and 10 to 15 minutes every morning. I'm trying to read and my kids know like, oh, dad's reading again because they can yeah. hear the hairdryer and the hairdryer just helps me drown out thoughts in my head. And um, so, yeah, wow. that's how that's how it happens in the mornings. And then right after I read, I pray about things, what's going on and, and decisions we have to make or going to make. And then, you know, you, you pray when somebody cuts you off in the road, you start praying at yeah. the wheel, <laughs> like, Jesus, take the wheel. Uh, <laughs> right. Right. And so it's just different moments, different places. And like when somebody's discussing with you some of your faults, you know, you have to start praying in the back of your head while you're watching them. You know, right. don't freak out. Let's just take this. And um, so, yeah, just different moments. And then obviously when I fell to my knees and talked about in the book, I mean, that was one of those moments where I was like, this is, this is not good. I'm at 162. I went from 190-something to 162. Yeah. Um, and everybody says I'm healthy. I'm like, I'm, I'm looking. This ain't healthy. And um, so, yeah, those are the moments. When you drop down your knees, that's a serious moment. Like, when you just drop down yeah. wherever you're at, that's a serious moment. So I really don't like those prayers as much. You know, yeah. I read just the, uh, the, the good prayers at any different place. Um, but, yeah, that one was a dark moment that I um, – you know, it hit me and it, and it, and it worked out, it, you know, I, I started going out of that dark area. So it was good, but. Yeah. Did it end up being, I mean, it, it, forgive me if I miss this in the book, but I, I, all, your body was responding mostly to stress and to some illness. Was that what ended up happening? <clears throat> yeah. So I've, I've, 
went to the, the doctors and said, look, I don't feel right. Something's wrong with my stomach in the chest area. Um, I feel like I'm having heart attacks. So they put a monitor on me. They had a stress test. Um, this is the latest time that, you know, I've done, this is my third time doing this, thinking I'm having some issue wow. over the course of, you know, seven, seven, eight years at that moment. Um, Cause this was back in 15, 16. And, yeah. um, and so they put these heart monitors on me and I, I had it for 48 hours in my bed and in my house. And, and I came back and they said, click the button every time you think you're having a heart problem. So every oh, time wow. I, click, you know, I click the button while I'm at home and I'm like, oh my gosh, something. Yeah. Oh gosh. And they looked at it and they were like, you'd never had a heart problem. You've got a, you've got a, a head problem. Wow. And my, wow. You know, my, my heart, my, my breathing, my, everything was working as it should. Um, yeah. And so I was losing weight. I was eating, but losing weight because as you know, the mental struggle, the anxiety, the stress, all these things will eat at you. And they eat at yes. you. I mean, when your mind's working, you're still burning calories. And so yeah. I was just losing weight, you know, thinking about all these things and scenarios. And, and so, um, yeah, I, I, I went down and went on my knees and said, take me. And, and at that yeah. moment, you know, I'd say I'm 30 seconds of praying, minute of praying, whatever, however long, maybe 10 seconds. But I realized that this is not how I want to leave I don't want to end my yeah. life this way. I need to change. And I'm still going to fail, but I need to change. I need to go in there. If I got 10 minutes, it needs to be the best 10 minutes me and my wife have ever spent talking, yeah. you know, supporting her going forward. If I'm not here, I need to be there talking to my kids and supporting them. If I'm not here in 10 minutes, 30 minutes, a year, yeah. whatever the doctor says. And so that's what really got me out of it. Just, just praying and then realizing what I'm saying and going, wait. If this is what a doctor said you had left, why are you wasting it here? Why not go and instill mm. this thoughts into your wife, into your kids? And, wow. and that's really what started getting me out of it. And I mean, it doesn't happen over five minute period. I mean, it, it's, sure. it takes years, weeks, months I mean, of growth and finally come out of it. It's amazing. You do such a beautiful job in the book of writing through the anxiety pieces of whether it was on the golf course or in your with the heart thing or in your family and, and with your dad. I just thought, man, you you did such a it is such a gift how honest you were in the book about all of that, because everybody people don't know that stuff's going on if they don't know. Right. And that's and that's one of the things, um, you know, the book was is, is is trying to show like, you know, we all have issues whatever those issues are. Right. And if you don't have issues, then it's probably you that is the issue. But, <laughs> right. You know, but, it, you know, it's 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 showing that we should talk about it. We all want love. Mm. We should all talk about our issues. And and when I get mad sometimes because somebody cut me off or somebody did something at a grocery store, or somebody did something at this place or that place, mm-hmm. they might be having a bad day. So I need to love them. I need to love myself first, and then I need to love them and appreciate them, who they are and what they're trying to do. Yeah. And that's where I think we miss a lot. But, yeah, I mean, we just need we need buddies to talk to, really, is what it comes down to. We've got to be able to share and got to have those right people in your life. Hey, friends, just taking a quick break to tell you about one of our amazing partners, Brooklyn. And it is the season of giving. And after a long, hard past 18 months, comfort is something we are all craving. And you can give the gift of comfort with Brooklyn in this holiday season. What's the best gift, if not the gift of comfort? Whether that's a hug in a blanket form, yes, the weighted blanket is insanely awesome, or the feeling of a whole spa day wrapped around your body in the form of one of their amazingly cozy robes, Brooklyn has got options for everyone on your list. And if you're looking for more ways to stay homey, check out Brooklyn's candles, eye masks, and accessories. There are gifts for everyone at every budget. So go big with the super plush towels and luxe bedding bundle for family or a puzzle as a hostess gift for the holiday parties you're heading to. There's literally something for everyone. Brooklyn's goal is to create beautiful, high-quality home essentials that don't cost an arm and a leg. It's the perfect place to find the best gift. And their customer service, they are an absolute dream to work with if you've ever had an issue. A little insider baseball tip. Put Brooklyn and loungewear on your list to give or to receive. You can't go wrong. It's so cozy, y'all. I wear mine too much. It is the most comfortable stuff I've ever put on. So check out their gift guide to find the perfect present at every price point. Go to brooklinen.com and use the promo code that sounds fun to get $20 off with their minimum purchase of $100. That's B R O O K L I N E N.com and enter the promo code that sounds fun for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. 
That's brooklinen.com, promo code that sounds fun. And I've got one last amazing partner to share with you, your Enneagram coach. Y'all, I'm so excited to tell you about this. We've, get, we've gotten to tell you about it a little bit. I hope you have signed up. One of our favorite Enneagram experts is Beth McCord, and she and the Your Enneagram Coach team are hosting this these free live online trainings. And she asked me to extend her personal invitation to you guys to join. If you've ever been able to encourage someone with the help you've experienced through the Enneagram, or if you're walking with people as they journey towards health in their personal lives and their relationships, these free trainings are for you. Beth will be live hosting each session herself, where she'll be sharing how she created her dream job by becoming a certified Enneagram coach and how you too can enjoy the same freedom and flexibility and impact of being an Enneagram coach. Becoming a coach who's certified in the Enneagram could change everything for you personally and professionally. Beth and her team will also be available to answer all your questions in real time. And they've got an incredible bonus for you just for showing up. If you're even remotely interested in this dream opportunity, you need to reserve your spot. There's no obligation, but space is limited. And Beth is only holding these live trainings for one week. So go reserve your seat at yourenneagramcoach.com forward slash TSF. And now back to finish my conversation with Bubba. Okay, one of the things I loved hearing you talk about in the book is all the stuff you're doing for Pensacola. And it made me think of, I'm sure you've read this before, but I just Googled it to make sure I said it right. Um, Jeremiah 29, 7 says, seek the prosperity and peace of the city where I've carried you and pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. And as mm. I read about all the things you're doing there, we and, and it's one of the things I hope is me part of living in Nashville is like, by the time I die, people will be like, Nashville was better because Annie was there. And, and so will you talk about some of the stuff you're doing? I mean, I have some specific things I want to ask you about, but talk about your heart behind, I mean, in the book, you said, I want to improve the quality of life in Pensacola. So the first thing that I can think of, and this one's golf related. There was a, yeah. a, a lady that I grew up, her dad actually gave me my first golf club when I was, when I was oh, six wow. years old. He was left-handed, yeah. I'm left-handed. So I remember on the mini, the, well, this thing called the mini tours, it's where you don't make much money. You're not really on the PGA tour and all these things. And so I was on the mini tours and she said to sponsor this college golf tournament, a ladies college golf tournament, it's about $2,000. I said, Whoa, $2,000. <laughs> I said, I, you know what, because I appreciate you and what you're doing and what you're trying to do at the university here in Pensacola, I'm going to do it. So I did it for a few years uh, before she got out of the golf um, coaching and so I did it for a few years. And then, you know, the next big thing that I remember is the, the Ronald McDonald House. It's attached to the yeah. hospital that now we support. But back in yeah. the day, oh, man, I'd have to say in 2007, 8-ish, uh, somewhere in that area. And I remember um, I just got on tour, so I started making a little bit of money. And, um, and they came to me and they said, hey, would you like to support the, the Ronald McDonald House? And I said, man, that'd be awesome. And they said, we want to build a new playground. And I was thinking, you know, Bubba mm. Watson, he's a kid. He's fun. He's this. Playground right. makes no sense. And then they said, it's $50,000. And I was like, hold on a second. <laughs> Who needs a playground? What kind of playground? Yeah, exactly. Does it have gold on it? What does it got? Right. <laughs> oh. But one of, my, one of my things, though, I didn't want to share it. I didn't want to share with the world that I did this. And this organization here in Pensacola, this was years ago, said, you need to share it. And I was like, I don't want to share it. I'm, that's not why I did it. And so I, you know, I had to battle through why I did it and why I didn't do it and all these things. And so, so I, I finally, I was like, you know what? Let's share it to the world that Bubba Watson did this. And within, when it released the next day, this newspaper article, a, com, uh, a company in town, I don't know the name, that donated $500,000. And they said, if Bubba Watson can oh do 50, we, our company should be able to do more. So they did 500,000 the next day. And so I was like, Okay, sometimes it is good to share because that helped out the Ron McDonald House. Yes. Um, and so I, why I bring that up is because I'm actually, for some reason, we got to redo the playground. And so we're actually redoing the playground right now as we speak. How are you? And, and it was, it's, a, it's a cool thing to be a part of because what it means, um, you know, I've had, there's not that you want to hear these stories, but yeah, story after story, there was a lady, a lady came to us at the candy shop, you know. I love that you own a candy shop. We're totally going to talk about it. <laughs> so this lady, this lady was at the Ronald McDonald House in Pensacola by the hospital. Her son 
has some issues. And so he's at the children's hospital, which she didn't know at the time that we're the ones that we were one of the families that started the children's hospital. She doesn't know I have a nine foot statue at the hospital. (laughs) He doesn't know all these things. She just knows that her room that she in says Bubba Watson room. So she's in this room at the Ronald McDonald house that she's in and she just sitting around watching TV. She sees a commercial about Bubba Watson's candy shop. So she goes, Oh, so she drives down to the, the candy shop. We just happen to be there randomly. Me, again, this is all God's timing plan. Yes. And me and my wife and my kids, and this lady comes up. And she goes, hey, are you Bubba Watson? I was like, yeah. And she goes, I have to tell you something. And she, she was like, started crying. And she goes, I'm at, I'm at your room. And I said, what? <laughs> I, I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, what? And she goes, I'm at your room at the Ronald McDonald house. And I said, Really? And she started explaining her whole story. And I, and I grabbed my wife and I said, hey, you have to hear the story. Yeah. So my wife took her aside and talked to her privately. And yeah, it was just, it was one of those things that it just showed what we're trying to do was the right things. And I mean, that was many years ago that we started with the, with the Ronald McDonald House. We did some things even more since. And now, like I said, we're doing the playground, which nobody knows about, but we're doing it. And, um, and so, you know, it's been, it's been fun. And then we have some fun businesses. I love cars. So the car dealer. Yeah. The candy shop, um, the baseball team. I mean, I was yeah. about to say, we got to talk about the Blue Wahoos. That is so fun. I mean, one of my dreams is to co own a, a sports team. Well, hey, you can come on. I'll let you be a part of this one. Come on. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I bring a lot of enthusiasm and a very small investment financially. <laughs> hey, can you be an announcer? I just feel like your energy would go so well. I can give it a go. I mean, I'll, I can learn between now and next baseball season. Right, can you just, I'm here can you, for it. How about this? Can you just one night be like our, our MC that runs around and does all the acts on the yes. ground? That would be, yes. I feel like you have the energy. Done. And then I got I'm one here more for, that, for you. Bubba. I need you to be the roach. I need you to, have you heard about the roach run? No, tell me. Oh, wow. You haven't even heard about that? Okay. No. So I'm going to sell this to you even more. So, yeah. So at the fifth inning, the, okay. uh, the fifth inning, the kids line up on one side of the by the by the uh, bullpen where our uh-huh. team Wahoos warm up. So they line up there. This roach comes. A person with a roach costume comes out. Yes. And teases the kids, and then they start running. And they, they we let the kids yes. out. And they run all the way to the other side. And I think the I think the roach has been caught maybe three times, two times. And um, oh, and if the roach gets caught, I bet it's tragic for the roach. Uh, There's a lot of tackling. So, Oh, it's okay. so much fun. And so I let all my friends, when I bring in friends or sponsors or different things, I let, I make people be the roach and they have uh-huh. a blast because I mean, it's, I mean, we're talking on some nights, it's five, 600 kids just chasing <laughs> you. It's I am so here for this. You have read my personality just right so far in our friendship that this sounds like a dream, but it, I mean, it's gotta be so fun to be a, to be part of uh, and multiple times a week, you're offering that experience to so many people in your town because you're a part owner of the Blue Wahoos. I mean, that's so cool. Right. I mean, it's 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 one of those things. I In 2014, I threw out a first pitch with the green jacket on. And Quint Studer, uh, who brought it to Pensacola, who's done so much for yeah. Pensacola, I said, instead of do something together, why don't I just partner with you and the, the team? And he goes, Really? Yeah said yeah and so he asked me why obviously he wanted to hear my reasons if you say the first thing is money then he it's probably a turnoff right you picked the wrong thing yeah right and so I never said money it wasn't about money it was about the family atmosphere it was about the clean atmosphere I mean I've never seen anybody get in a fight nobody's been thrown out for yelling I mean we keep it as calm as we can there but then like it's fourth of July every Saturday night we shoot we shoot fireworks every Saturday night I mean it's a it's a good time and then there's a baseball game somewhere in there Right, right. Okay, I'm such a fan of fireworks too. So I need to roach on a fireworks night. We'll let yes, you be the roach, and we'll let you do the the TNT that that shoots off the fireworks. I mean, I mean, Bubba, you're making me so many promises right now that I'm going to remember. If only I I had ideas of how to be fun. How how can I? I, Yeah, if only, if only you fit in so perfectly here. (laughs) Um, Okay, let's talk about the candy the candy store, Bubba's sweet spot. I mean. Please back me up and just say, what made you go like, of all the stores I could open, I think I'll open a candy store. So, I mean, let's be honest. I, I want to, I want the world to see me as playing dumb. I want the world yeah, to see that I don't think. Yes. And truthfully, when you talk to different people, different leaders in the community, how do you drive people downtown? 
sugar. You know what I'm saying? Sugar. Like, Give them ice cream you, and candy. That's right. You need ice cream and candy. And then, so if you go to a nice restaurant and you walk downtown, then you're like, hey, there's an ice cream shop and there's this. So that street, Palafox Street, is like the happening street. And a block over is the baseball team. And so, you know, you, you, you have all these things and you're trying to revitalize a city. You got to get people downtown because downtown is yes. where the businesses are, where the people are. And ice cream does it really nicely. And um, <laughs> so I always, inside the shop, I always have um, birthday cake ice cream and birthday cake fudge that we make because that's my favorite flavor. So I'm like, you always got to have these two things. Um, but yeah, so, so it came back to Bubba being fun, energetic, just loves being a kid. So how do you do that? And then how do you revitalize a city? And so my little part is creating a few, drop, few jobs for college kids. Um, yes. You know, give or take 12 people are working there. So you're, you're yeah. creating a little fun atmosphere and, and people enjoy it. And it's not, about, again, it's not about the money. It's about how do you revitalize and get people downtown. And then other shops, um, Quint's added some other shops. Other people now are fixing up buildings. You know, yeah. we, we built some apartments downtown. And um, so, yeah, we, we've had a blast um, being in, involved in the city, but it, hopefully in a positive way. Yeah, it just, um, it, it's one of my favorite things about the whole idea of the body of Christ is there are some people who are meant to be very serious and do some very serious things that are important. And then there's people like you and me who are meant to do some really important things that are like candy shop kind of things that really, I mean, we call it around here, we call it sneaky Jesus a lot, where it's like, we, we may, you and I may not create the things that are publicly very Jesus, but we're going to sneak him in all the time because you're doing revitalization in your city and where the city prospers, people get to know God. I mean, it's just part of the gig. Yeah. The, the whole thing is it's about the That's light, awesome. right? If you can, yes. you can shine the light. You don't have to, you can, you do it by action sometimes. Um, and I think that's where it hit home. It hits home a lot. And, um, so yeah, it's just been, it's been fun. I mean, you know, the car dealership, I remember the car dealership, um, in Milton where I grew up, Baghdad, Milton, I would pass by it. And there was probably six different names that have changed hands and how yeah. it's run, run down, looks a certain way. So we tried to, um, you know, I had a good friend, Sandy Sancy, and asked me to be a partner in it. And I said, yeah. And, um, yeah. but you know, we're talking another 60 to 65 jobs that we can secure there. We're adding people all the time. We're adding new bays to, for people to work on cars. And so it's been fun. And, and seeing those That's names awesome. change, knowing now that that name's not going to change. So the city will know that yeah. the right people are behind it. Um, it's just, it's, it's opened my eyes to a lot, a, a different world. When it comes to yeah. employees and how do you how do you handle employees? But um, it's been a blast, and so far everything's been good. Yeah, I have this hope when we get to heaven, and don't hold me to this because I don't think this is in the Bible. But I hope when we get to heaven that we'll like walk over and there'll be a chart at your house, and God will show you like here's what Pensacola would have been if you didn't move there, and here's what it was because you did. And I just, I, because I, we can't measure that exactly because we don't know, but God does measure it, Bubba. And I think, I think we will see the impact in a real, like, charted way at some point. Hey, the, here's my chart. If he opens the gate and I get to walk through it, I'm good. <laughs> Success. That's it. <laughs> you know what, yeah. Point, yeah. The only chart I need to see was the one that said yes. Like, <laughs> all the way yes, nothing. <laughs> Good. <laughs> up and to the right. As long as the end was up and to the right. Yeah, That's exactly yeah. right. Okay. Is there anything we didn't talk about that you want to make sure we cover? Oh man. Um, no, I don't, I don't know what else we left out. I mean, I, I should give you the hair, hair dryer incidents. Um, and you invited me to be a roach, which oh is my gosh. I mean, if you're first I mean, time ever, that's happened to me. Your personality is a roach to me. So I feel like that's perfect. <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> That no truer thing has ever been said on this very podcast, Bubba Watson. That's 100% right. Okay, so the book again is called Up and Down, so our friends can get it. And Bubba, the book came out yesterday, so congratulations on book launch week. Thank you. I'm hoping people bought it, you know, so it won't be. Yeah, <laughs> they did, and they'll get, do it again today. Now everybody's like, are, is Bubba our best friend? And that's how they all feel on the other side of this. So everybody's getting their copy of Up and Down today. And I'll tell you the thing I tell all my author friends. So the, the real celebration is the Monday night before the book comes out Tuesday, because that's when you've done the work. You've been obedient. You finished it. On Tuesday, it becomes all of our book. 
right? Everybody gets to own it. So I hope you and Angie and the kids will really celebrate on Monday night that you did the obedient thing and you did the hard work. And now, as Christine Kane says, God puts books in hands. So you've done all that you could do. So I hope you all will celebrate real hard the night before it comes out. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. You should. Um, Okay. The last question we always ask, because the show is called That Sounds Fun, I am ready for this. Tell me what sounds fun to you. What sounds fun to me? Watching you cross in a roach costume. (laughs) That's not fun. (laughs) We need a podcast. We we need to film that. We got to have that. And then right after that, we'll have your ice cream cone waiting. That's what we'll have. Oh, ready. Summer 2020. Let's do spring 22 because I don't want to be super sweaty. So I'd like to do before it gets very hot. So spring of 22, this is happening. And and remember, don't forget, you're going to emcee it. You're going to do some games. We're going to, I mean, this is going to be a blast. Yeah, you're really putting me to work that night. I'm very interested in all of it. (laughs) There's a lot of it. The problem is, I hope you really mean this because I really mean this. I want to be the roach. Yeah, that's easy. I I know a guy, so I can make it happen. Okay, okay. Just don't make me promises you aren't going to keep, Bubba Watson. I'm not here for that. Exactly. So (laughs) I got you. um, Hey, thanks for doing this today. I really appreciate you making time. I can't wait for people to read Up and Down. Thanks for having me. It's It's been a blast. Thank you so much. Oh, you guys, don't you just love him? Are you already excited? for us all to go to Pensacola for me to be the roach. Are you ready? I cannot wait. If you think, I mean, Bubba and I are, we're really planning this and you're going to know, and we're all going to be in Pensacola next spring when baseball kicks back up and I'm the roach. Just get ready, you guys. Hey, be sure to pick up your copy of Bubba's new book, Up and Down, that just released yesterday. Congratulations, Bubba. Go follow him. Tell him thanks for being on the show. Tell him how much you enjoyed the conversation. Remind him that we're on the way next spring for the Roach Run. Me. Oh, gosh, you guys. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. I will do the same. Today, what sounds fun to me, what does sound fun to me today? The leaves are really changing. I think I'd like to see them. I'd like to get outside, maybe go to Radnor today. So that sounds really fun to me. Have a great couple of days, friends. And we'll see you back here on Friday with my buddy, Dave Hollis. See y'all then. Call to your home. Check one, two on a microphone. Any F downs in your car.